Hello everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK for Monday the 2nd to Thursday the 5th of May 2022. Hope you've had a lovely week. Uh, it's been a bit miserable, hasn't it, weather-wise? If you're watching this from the UK, outside the UK, you're probably having the best weather ever. So lucky you. However, I'm also very lucky because I get to host this show with someone very, very, very smart in his t-shirt. It's Rob, everyone. Hello, Rob. Hi. Hello, everybody. How are you? Yes. Now, this t-shirt here, again, the next minute and a half is going to be great for the people that just listen. Okay. Just imagine. Just imagine the most gorgeous t-shirt you've ever seen in your life. No, to be honest, this t-shirt I've had for ages and I bought it. You know those, you know those items of clothing that you buy and then you get it home and you think, what, what, why did I do that? That was a ridiculous thing to do. And it's just sort of just been stuck at the bottom of a drawer for ages. Constantly. But, yeah, but it's quite hot today. Uh, so, and this is quite cooling. So I thought I'd stick it on and now I've got it on. Don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. You said to me before we started yeah. it was like a football shirt, and I'm quite happy with that. It does, like, but then reputation. I think. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah all that sort of thing. I feel like that. that was a conscious decision. Exactly. You want to. Yeah. You want to be a bit yeah. Mick Carter, don't you? You know. So you know. That's fine. That's fine. Rob. Yes. Rob, I see there's yes. no calendar on the wall behind you. Oh, you know why that is, don't you, Alex? It's time to change the dots because we're now in May. Can you believe that? Where the, where is the year going? Where is it going? 2022 is nearly halfway through already. God of life. Right, okay, so we have gone from this lovely old um, promo picture of Dot, we think, didn't we? Two, and I haven't looked at it because I never do. But here we go. It's all like the 5th of May now or something, isn't it? I haven't changed it at all. Here we go. This is May. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Now, outside now the we're, talking eight, we're talking 80s here, surely. Look at the colour of the Vic. It's green. That must be early. That must be like late eighties, so. just in the, in the show's first few years. Surely, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. I believe you're right there. In fact, I think I think in that picture, if they didn't crop it, so it was just her head and and smoking a fag, that she's yes. holding a laundry basket. I think I've used right. that picture before in something I've made in the past. So, um, oh, I do love joint. I do love changing the dot calendar, and it I know it's me, exciting. It makes it? me miss June Brown even more. Oh, I know. I'm pleased that we've got her sort of... It's like a shrine, my room now, to Dot Cotton. I am absolutely fine yes. with that. So there we are. So that is the yeah. next uh, the next Dot for the next month. So enjoy. There you go. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you can enjoy that. Um, uh, if you're not watching us on YouTube, why not? Why don't you hop onto YouTube right now and watch the very beginning or the whole of our podcast? But of course, if you prefer to listen to us while you're driving or going for a little stroll with the dog then you can listen to us on any of your favourite podcast apps as well. Anyway, I think I've done enough filling while Rob tries to sort out the calendar because every month Rob (laughs) has the same problem with that calendar, (laughs) but he's done it. He's done it this time. Uh, And we're going to start talking about this week's EastEnders. And uh, before we started recording, we both agreed that it was a bit of a bit of a slow week, really. Not much seemed to happen. So I, I hope we have lots to talk about. But we definitely have lots to talk about when we're concerning with Jean and Harvey and Stacey this week because Harv, uh, Jean has been sent uh, to a medical facility now to get better. Jean uh, has been visited by Stacey and Harvey and she quite nastily said, you know, I've never loved either of you um, and I don't know why you're kind of looking after me, which kind of moved Harvey to then kind of talk again about about her his, his ex-wife uh, with Kat this week. So we are getting little bits about Harvey's past, um, you know, with, with his wife. Um, exactly. I still want more, but I like I that know. it's little crumbs. How did you feel like seeing a bit of Aftermath with Jean's story last week? 
Yeah, it was nice. Um, th- to be fair, this the, when we didn't see much of Gene this week, but the bit that we did see seems much more familiar in terms of Gene in bipolar mode than what we than than what we got with her being manic. Because I think this is the fir- this whole thing with Gene these past couple of months has been the first time that we've experienced Gene uh, going into bad episodes where she's been manic. Normally, Gene is sort of staring into the distance mm. and sort of depressed, and you know, and that's and what we got this week was closer to closer to that, and she is not. She's not great at the moment, really, is she? She's in the... Te- Obviously, the manic side of it has gone, but the thing is with bipolar, you go up and then you absolutely crash down to the ground, and that's where Jean is at the moment. Um, she doesn't yes. mean any of these things, she says. We know that. Or maybe she does. She, I think it's potential that she might have mentioned it with Harvey. Stacy, I think that she might just be lashing yeah. out at because she's cross about where she is and upset and still feels slightly betrayed by Stacy, despite the fact that when she's all done, she will understand why Stacy did it, because at the end of the day, she's done it to Stacy as well. So, you know, there is there is that to think about. Um, I think Stacey sort of took it in her stride. I think, you know, it, it stung, but she's, mm-hmm. you know, she she's okay with it. She understands, you know, why Jean might have said that. Um, I mean, this week again, I just, I love Harvey as a character so much. I actually think that Harvey might be one yeah. of my favourite characters on the show at the minute, like in the top three, which is mad really when you mm-hmm. think about it, because he's mm-hmm. not, yeah, considering my favourite ever character is Janine, it's quite extreme, isn't it, in terms of like, the differences between Janine and Harvey. So <laughs> like Janine is the, the is the most kind of like mad, insane character, and Harvey is the most normal. I often think that Harvey looks like feels like he's been sort of lifted out of nineties EastEnders and popped into present day. You know, just like if you see how you get on in this, right. it's yeah. mad, isn't it? But he's so he feels such a normal human being. <laughs> like he doesn't do much that's kind of hurtful to people. He doesn't do anything that that's extreme. And I think that that feels really refreshing in this era of madness in soaps at the moment where everything's got to be absolutely high adrenaline. I, I just love him. I absolutely love him. And I hope he's around for many years to come. Well, I agree with you there, actually. It's nice to see that. I think all the Munros have been welcomed very well into the soap. They both kind of, all three have been uh, in lovely additions to the show. Uh, you know, Aaron's maybe a bit more kind of on the extreme side. But yes, but we did say last week that we think that story's ended now because he got beaten up. And there was that kind of like encompassing line by uh, by Harvey, kind of like, well, hopefully that's that then. And so we think that may be the end. We don't know. Yes. But um, yeah, you're right. It, as, as, and we've complained a few times about the show kind of being a little bit kind of like there's so many hateful and hurtful characters on the show that whenever someone's doing something a little bit mean or nasty, it's not really that it's not really showing up anymore because everyone's doing something mean or nasty to one another. And it's mm. it's, it's it's interesting this week that I've, I've I saw that kind of Sam and Janine clashed for the first time time as well you kind of saw scenes of them two kind of together for the first time i mean so um i was interested yeah. i was interested about that i mean that scene with janine and sam felt a little bit weird to me because it was sort of like it was almost as though janine was sort of like oh you're back too great yes yeah, so and we're both bitches back together right cool and that was about the whole <laughs> it was, yeah you know there wasn't a huge <laughs> amount of sort of interaction i'm fairly sure that the two of them have clashed at some point in the past um, so I'd be interested to see, seeing as though Sam has sort of come back as a bit of a scheming super bitch, let's be fair here. Um, you know, in the past, in the past, you know, few mm. weeks she's done more scheming than Janine's done in this return than, she, um, you know, in the first few episodes that she's been back. And she's clearly up That's... to something still, isn't she? You know, she's clearly trying to manipulate Kat and the Slaters and then with Jack in some way. So I think we're, we're in the early stages of working out exactly what Sam is up to at the moment. Um, 
But, I mean, yeah, I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to sort of seeing how all that plays out. I'd like Janine and Sam to clash a little bit, because it's like I said to you last week. I think I was saying this to you. I might not have been saying it to you. Because <laughs> I, I occasionally go into podcast mode with friends. <laughs> you talk to other people other than me. Uh, now and again, Alex. Yeah, I'm sorry. I sometimes leave this room. I take the calendar with me, though. I always put it on the wall behind thought, me before what? I start talking about EastEnders. <laughs> You're contractually um, obliged yes. to never talk to anyone but me about EastEnders, Rob. From now on, well, over. Okay. Over it. That's it. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you. Well, I won't see you next week because I've just been sacked. So I'll see you later. Um, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I think I was saying to you also to somebody else that it, it seeing as though we've got super bitch mode in at the moment. It was you. We were talking about like all the super bitches and Suki and everyone like that. It was you. <laughs> God. Yeah. This heat's getting to my head, I tell you. Um, it would be nice for the two super, <laughs> it would be nice for the two super bitches to clash. That's basically what I was, not what I was saying. And now they've sort of registered each other. It might be nice to sort of see, you know, if they can register each other again and sort of start butting heads. I'd quite like that. Yes. Yes. Ooh, very exciting. I mean, as you alluded to earlier, Sam has had a run in this week with Kat because Kat had got Tommy on Wolford Town Football Club, Arthur's favourite football club. I appreciated that throwback to Arthur, by the way, EastEnders. So keep them coming. Anything to do with Arthur, I will take it. Oh, it, I, I'm sure it was, you know? Again, your favourite character of all time, to just it? cater with me and my Arthur love. Mm. Arthur is my favourite character of all time. Have I may have mentioned it once or twice. Um, Kat to has fair, got the conversation uh, that we, we, we and Alex were having before we started recording. Yeah, I am going to say this. The conversation that me and Alex were having before we started recording, when he was talking about what he's looking forward to doing on Sunday, which is to watch a political show on Sunday, I can imagine that being quite Arthur. You know, <laughs> just sort of sit like, gets in from yes. work, right? I'd love to sit, I'm going to sit down with a cup of tea and watch and watch a political show on a Sunday, and that's many sources. Like, last of a, you're like a, you're like, last of Why a summer wine Why am I Ashley from Coronation Street? I don't know. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's the that's the accent I associate with watching political shows. Northern, all of your like Alan Beck, political shows on Sunday evening. Yes, that's a northern thing to do. <laughs> oh, fair dues, fair dues. However, we're getting okay. wildly off yes. track here. Cat got Tommy into Wolford Town. Oh my goodness! And Wolford Town coach found out that Tommy's actually been accused of stabbing a boy and got thrown out of the football club. Uh, Martin and Nancy and Zach were basically uh, the ones talking a bit too loudly in the pub. Did say Tommy, did say Tommy and stabbing about five times in a very mm. short period of time, which I thought was mm. <laughs> it was almost like it was Tommy bound to happen someone. at some point. I but said Tommy it. stabbed someone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sam took it, went running, went up to the coach and said, "Whoa, I wouldn't have someone in my team like that," and got rid of Tommy. <laughs> so Kat's in a bit of a dilemma now um, because she she well, thinks that the school suspended Tommy. Tommy doesn't want anything to do with her any anymore either. He, she's he's kind of made out that she kind of ruined his life one way or another. Do you think Cat's kind of lost the grip a little bit, and now Tommy's going a bit wayward? I mean, Tommy's just throwing a strap at the moment, isn't he? Because he's not on the football team. He's just been starting to be starting to be a teenager, isn't he? You know, all for teenagers alike. They're not, they're, you know, they they always kick off at the parents. I don't think that Sam was entirely responsible for that, you know. And that I don't think that Sam was really that responsible for that whatsoever. And she, that's what that was. Cat's perception was that you know Sam had kind of poked the fire and managed to sort of you know, but. Sam was just sort of in the pub when that discussion was going on. 
And like we, you know, and like you alluded to, mm. the the, uh, the coach was on one side of the pub. Martin, Zach, and Nancy were right on the other. And I think he's showing the lack of business that the Vic has at the moment. That you can have a conversation from on the other side of the building, isn't it? And it's still empty. overheard. It's so quiet at the minute, isn't it? I mean, I'm assuming it's still a COVID that thing. That Vic going on. is they can't such a quiet set. I know. I'm assuming it's still a COVID production thing, and they can't really stick the, the Vic full of. Um, uh, full of extras at the moment, so I um, I look forward to a time when mm. the Vic can be packed again. Because remember the days where some big event would kick off and it would always get yeah. revealed in the Vic, and all the extras would get to do all their shocked acting and sort of lean in so that they could be part of the duff duff. <laughs> you know, that was great. I, I miss those days. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Bring back yeah, the plate so... shots. Come on, yes. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Johnson. We miss you. Um, Come yes, back. The... Yes, we're so sorry for everything we said. Um, yes, yeah, so Sam is... So I don't really know what Sam is up to at the moment because she says that she's on Kat's side. That feels unlikely. So mm. why is she getting herself involved with Kat's stuff as well? Is it because she wants... I Well, no, it'll probably be because she wants to sort of um, make Kat look stupid to Phil, isn't it? Because I think that Sam feels like she needs to be within the Mitchell house and within the Mitchell family proper. And while Kat's around, she can't really yeah. have the role that she wants there, can she? That's probably it. But I'm not quite sure how I think how she's winding Cat up. Yeah. No, I just think she's winding Cat up. I think she's deliberately trying to get on the inside of Cat and just kind of wind her up what, until she until the point that she just becomes completely, you know, spun out. And um, yeah. I think you're right. I think that Sam's trying to show that Cat isn't a real Mitchell because she said it a few times, hasn't yeah. she, to Cat? And Cat kind of stood up and said, "Oh, I am a Mitchell, actually." Uh, which let out an audible groan in this house, to be honest with you, when she said that. She's not. She's a slater. Keep Cat as a slater in my heart. Yeah. Yes. Um, but. You know, yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't like Phil. I don't like Phil. I don't like how Phil kind of like weakens women. I mean, it's like, you know, every time yes. he gets himself a new girlfriend, they just become like lapdogs to poor old, to, mm-hmm. uh, to poor old Phil, to Phil. Um, and I presume that then Sam in a weird way as being his sister is becoming a bit of a lapdog to Phil now, trying to kind of please him as well. And she, because she gave that kind of very grinchy kind of smile, didn't she? When uh, Sam kind of went storming off to have a go at Martin. Yes. Yeah, a bit like that. And she kind of, you could that tell that she was very pleased with herself. Christ, that she was able to kind of like. pass the buck <laughs> to. Cover those two. He's broken his jaw, everyone. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I think Sam is, her aim, her main aim is to wind Cat up. To, to, to the point mm. where then Kat kind of says, well, I've had enough of all this. And it doesn't help now that, you know, and Tommy is basically, Tommy seems to be Kat's number one responsibility now. Like she's kind of given Scarlet back to Janine. Um, not yes. that Scarlet's property, but, you know, she was taking care of Scarlet and Scarlet was very, very, uh, you know, very open with Janine this week. She said like, you know, Cat takes an interest in the things I do. You still think mm-hmm. I'm into horses and ponies, so you bought these three very weird wooden horses uh, from Billy, um, thinking that they were the things that she wanted. And I just think the cat kind of like got rid of everything in her life that she doesn't, just so she can make sure she can look after Tommy now. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's not working out very well for her because now Tommy's kind of resisting her. So it's, it's got undertones yes. of Denny and Sharon, hasn't it? Again. A little bit, actually, yeah. Tommy keeps kind of kicking off. and We've seen, you know, once with, with him sort of lashing out and Cat getting injured. I, I'm not sure. Do you reckon that that's going to rear its head again? Or do you think it was just the climax of that particular sort of little mini storyline with the bullying? It, they, I, you sort of wonder whether Tommy is going to 
I think it's worth. I think Tommy might be worth watching in terms of his temper, and maybe if is that going to sort of rear its head again? I'd be interested to see. Um, but yeah, life's not going great mm. for poor old Cat at the moment. She's um, yeah, I think she feels like she's being pulled this way and that, doesn't she? She's trying to keep hold of like yeah. uh, sort of work out how to be Mrs. Mitchell, despite the fact that she isn't Mrs. Mitchell yet. By marriage, she has, she you know there's no there's not there's not a, there's not a document on earth that site that calls Cat Mrs. Mitchell. So where she's getting this from? It's a status thing though, isn't it? And she wants to feel as though she's in charge of this big old family. She's trying to prove it to herself. You know, Kat has gone from rags to riches in her in her mind, hasn't she? She's all of a sudden in charge of this whole empire, wants to be seen as the person who could be capable of like doing everything that being Phil Mitchell's bit on the side requires. Um, and I think she's getting a bit of a rude awakening as to the fact that it's not that easy to do. I mean, look at Sharon. Look at all the look at everything that Sharon had to go through to, to do that. I she, know. She, Kat could do worse than sort of lo- lower her own ego and sort of work and talk to Sharon and go, "How do you do this? Like, how did you do this for so many years? What is wrong with you, woman? Like, how how do I how do I do this?" But she can't. But she won't do that. And um, she keeps she keeps trying to go for advice, but it's not working out. So yeah, I don't think it's going to go well for her. No. Well, to quote Sharon to Callum, "There's no love." Like a Mitchell love. So. That's true. <laughs> Need Wise we say words. more about this story? Wise words. Okay, then moving onwards and upwards, we're now going to talk about Rainey and Stuart and little Roland and uh, how Stuart is kind of still not coping very well with looking after the little one. Um, we obviously know uh, the story of what's going, what's becoming of Stuart in the next few weeks. Um, I won't say it because it, unless you, I mean, if you listened to last week's episode, you probably already know or you read the spoilers already. Um, if it should, but it might come up as we're having this discussion. So just to warn you, there may be a spoiler if you don't know the Stuart storyline yet okay so just just be aware but um Stuart is uh being exposed for having taken uh the painkillers um Rainey was absolutely fine with it Vice seemed kind of like violently like, disturbed <laughs> by the fact that Rainey may find out at some point um uh, but she was fine because then she went to bingo and played the big mega yeah. jackpot it only happens once in her lifetime yeah. so uh you know Vi was very pleased about it's like that. an eclipse um, a bingo eclipse yes it's like Haley's exactly, Bingo. exactly and you can yeah. only watch <laughs> you can only watch Vi through special glasses or else you'll bl- be blinded by her <laughs> tops. Um, and 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 uh, Rainey has no, basically made an agreement with Stuart saying that, uh, you know, if if we're going to take the drugs, then I'll look after you, which I thought was a lovely moment. And it's a kind of a moment we all kind of waited and expected to happen. Yeah. But finally, you know, Rainey nice. and Stuart are in a position now where they can kind of comfort each other. But it kind of leaves Stuart out of excuses now for why he can look after Roland. Um, so, you know, how's this going to progress now? Because obviously Rainey's running out of options herself because she still works full time while Stuart's recovering. Yeah, it's, it's all sort of finely balanced at the moment with Stuart. I think he's just about keeping his head above, you know, a head above water, but it's a struggle. Um, I still struggle with, you know, I mean, you give him the warning so we can sort of discuss it. I still struggle to think whether the upcoming story of, spoiler, fast forward. Cool. Okay. I still struggle to think whether the, um, the upcoming story of postnatal depression is entirely necessary because I almost sort of think it feels like Stuart's got enough going on to sort of result in the same yeah. sort of feelings. You know, so he's we've had him yeah. we've had him have male breast cancer that was quite hard for him to deal with, and now he's sort of struggling with how he's going to deal with his addictions again, quite difficult to deal with, and whether he's going to be around to look after this kid. So it sort of feels like that's enough. 
Um, so, to, so then, but presumably the whole point of that is it's supposed all of that is supposed to lead into postnatal depression. So I'm gonna, I'm sort of interested to see how that's all going to come together. Um, but yeah, yeah, I liked the scenes with uh, Stuart and Rainer this week. I mean, it does feel sort of feel like the blind leading the blind as far as the addiction is concerned. But I think that may be the point and sort of one of these many yeah. reasons why Rainey and Stuart work so well together because they realise how much they have in common. So I'm, I'm, I hope that we actually get to see some of this sort of filtering of the painkillers from Rainey to Stuart and sort of see how that how that plays into their relationship, how Rainey deals with that. Um, the, other, the other thing with Roland is that, um, obviously because Rainey's a you know, busy woman, she's a business, but she's a busy woman. Uh, and she keeps trying to uh, get people to look after the baby because obviously Vi's not available because it's the once-in-a-lifetime bingo opportunity. Understandable. Yes. Uh, and of obviously course. Stuart's not in a great space to be looking at. Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, and obviously Stuart's not in a great place really to be on his own with the baby all that much at the moment. So she kind of leaves, tries to leave him with Mitch. Now Mitch being Mitch is sort of like, mm. yeah, that's great. Oh, he's just a cute baby. Look at him. Yeah, good baby. Uh, not really thinking about how this might affect Bernie, who it, you know, Bernie's struggling with this now. She clearly is regretting handing over the baby. You know, it feels like another baby that she's lost. Um, I never thought that Bernie would turn into the new Ronnie of all people. You know, but Bernie seems to be the one that ex- <laughs> seems to be experiencing the losing of children quite a lot. I didn't. Really. Um, and nah. yeah, so do you think that Bernie is going? Yeah, right. Um, do you think how? Where do you think this is going with Bernie? Poor Bernie. Yes, I, I don't know if Bernie is that. Cons- it's, for me, it feels like this. This thought more the thought that that Bernie's more upset that she has given her child away rather than the maternal instinct of being a mum for the child. So she kind of likes. Like you say, it's because she's lost a child once already. She feels like this is a this is a more more a more of a loss again that she's done it. But I don't think if she ever did get the child back, she would end up wanting to care for it mother, as as a mother. So she kind of tried to turn Mitch away by saying like, you know, the best I'd rather that you didn't look after Roland because I am tr- desperately trying to make this clean break. Karen knows this. Bernie knows this. And, you know, it, the best thing to do that is if you don't also try to, you know, don't look after the Roland as well. But unfortunately, Mitch kind of promised that he wouldn't to Bernie. And then when he got to Rainey's house, then proceeded to then say, oh, OK, well, as long as Bernie doesn't find out, like it's some kind of like a little sordid affair. Um, so poor old Bernie now is being lied to by Mitch. And uh, I feel like it's it's going to be a bit of a problem between them. Uh, yes, she's not going to be too happy about it, I think. Well, the thing is, Karen's not happy about it because Karen is sort of, Constantly chastising Mitch for his lack of sensitivity and general emotional intelligence at the moment, because Karen seems to be on this bit of a bit of a mission at the moment to sort of uh, kind of enlighten the men of the taxi office to the art of talking about their emotions, doesn't she? She's trying to do the same thing with Harvey, um, and <laughs> she's like literally talking to Mitch, like, to Mitch like a child at the moment. Like, do you remember what we said about talking and listening, Mitch? You're not doing that, are you? Um, so I, I don't know if Mitch is really going to take any of it on board. Um, but yeah, Bernie's is not. Yeah, Bernie's not going to be happy about this. It's going to sort of cause more upset uh, within the Taylor house. I sort of wonder where this is going in terms of where Roland is going to be in the next year. Because do you think that she's he is going to stay with Stuart and Rainey, or do you think that it's eventually going to end up with Bernie having him back? Well, I wonder if because there was a hint of this this week as well of a story between Bernie and Dotty where they went to the chess club, which was thrilling um and then bernie was given a flyer 
Claire. That's right. Bernie was given a flyer by one of the Chessians. What do you call a chess player? A chess player, I guess. <laughs> by a chess player. And uh, it, was, player. it was, it was, it was, it was, I was thinking like, who, Whovian? A Chessian. Just written on the tin. Yeah. <laughs> A Chessian. A Chessian. Yes. A chess enthusiast. <laughs> oh, that's better. A chess enthusiast. She was given by a chess a bish- enthusiast. A bishop fiddler. A bishop fiddler. A bi- <laughs> I'll stick yes. to chess enthusiast. Um, that she got a flyer saying um, sure about going yourself. to a, a church meeting to like a like a uh, like a church group. Um, and Bernie wanted to go, and Dottie kind yeah. of encouraged her to go. So I'm wondering if that's kind of like this is a route we're taking now, because I I kind of jokingly said on Twitter like, oh, this is Sarah Hills. This is what they did with Sarah Hills back in the '90s, and she became like completely obsessed with God, and it almost it almost ruined her. You know, this this kind of obsession with religion. And I wonder if like she'll go to this religious group, and they'll kind of find out that she had the child and gave it away, and then kind of pushed into peer pressured into then taking the child back. I wonder if this is the kind of track that they're going down with Bernie and Dottie will be there along the road kind of like cheering him on. <laughs> this whole Bernie and Dottie thing is very random, isn't it? Now, don't get me wrong. I like a friendship. I've spent the last like year or so. I, I know, but I've spent the last year or so sort of bemoaning the fact that there's no real friendships on the square at the moment. So if that's what this is supposed to be, instead, you know, sort of making people friends, then I'm okay with it. It feels a little bit like the Honey and Suki friendship, you know, where... You had two complete and utter polar opposites, and actually they got on quite well together. So I, you know, I, I'm prepared to sort of look and see how well these two are actually going to work together in terms of friendship. That's because obviously Tiff's not around anymore. So Bernie's best friend has disappeared. So fine, I'll go for Dottie, the one that slept with my husband, with, with my best friend's husband. Why not? You know, because that's how well but Square works. <laughs> um, and, and it turns out, it turns out that uh, Dottie herself is a bit of a chess player because Sandy taught her how to play chess. You know, in between. Um, looking for her next hit and, and her next fix. Turns out that Sandy herself is a chess master. because she taught Dottie everything she knew. So now Dottie is wiping the floor with anybody in the Wolford Chess Club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Bernie and religion... I mean the way you know, you know the way we're at at the moment. This is this is leading into you know Bernie's going to join a cult or something or something this crazy is like that. You know, some this sort is of mad Christian. Do you? Do you think think that's where it's going? I do. I do. I think that's where it's going. Wow. That's why I say Sarah Hills, because she kind of, she she kind of joined a cult, or at least there was a guy who kind of like made it into kind of like a cult. But she was encouraged because she was shoplifting, and then this guy was like, oh, have you found God? He was a security guard in the shop, and you know, have you found God? And then all all the falling out. I mean, watch classic EastEnders. But um, I just feel like that's where we're going, and I think that Bernie's head will then be turned to think that what she did with Roland was not necessarily the right thing to do, and so then, to answer your question, is that she then gets Roland back, tearing Stuart and Rainey apart. Mm. Presumably, Stuart would be over her, his, um, uh, you know, his his maternity issues as well by that point, but... um, that's, I don't know. That's just, it is nice to give Bernie a storyline, isn't it? Other than chess club. There ain't no pie like a chess club pie. Well, yes. So, yes. you know. That's true. So, well, well, we'll see what happens. Let us know in the, let us know in the comment section, as per usual, lovely listeners and viewers, uh, where do you, where, where, where are we going with this? Where do you think Bernie and Dottie are going? Is there, do you agree with Alex? Is there a religious cult storyline on the horizon? Let us know. We will let you know how, and with all the general details at the end of the show. Right, so the last story then of this week, before we have I Ain't Want to Gossip at the end of the show, where we'll be reading out uh, an email from one of the listeners, is Janine um, and Mick, and I don't know why I said that, like, Janine and Nick, 
and Mick, and they're, they're, they're in a bit of trouble and strife because uh, Mick has admitted that uh, because of his past, his, his history that we all know about when he was uh, sexually abused as a child, that he has now become impotent and that he cannot perform any longer. Um, he had that problem with Linda, didn't he? Um, and it's kind of just carried on over with Janine. I think that's what kind of kick-started Linda's drinking a little bit because she felt like she wasn't like, you know, doing it the man that he wants if my memory serves me correct and uh, so I think this is kind of now going being dragged down to Janine as well because Janine tried everything in her powers to try to allure Mick this week yes Um, and one of the ways she did it was um, well would you like to describe one of the ways she did it Rob and uh, let the well I would absolutely (laughs) love to except that I didn't understand this at all (laughs) I right so Janine's way of um, because Janine had a dress that she wanted to get into uh, that's fine, you know, and you know, as happens to all of us every now and again. Well, all of us except Alex, who hasn't put a pound on in about ten years. Um, you know, the, there was a dress that he she wanted to get into, uh, and she put on a couple of pounds, uh, and she couldn't get into it. So her solution to that was for Sonia to wrap her in cling film. Now, I I understand that. I can understand that. You know, I can understand sort of you know wrapping yourself in cling film so it creates almost a corset type effect. But the whole point of a corset uh-huh. is to pull everything in, isn't it? So I got that. What I didn't understand was... Yes, what I didn't understand was everything that happens after that. Uh, You know, when she was in the restaurant and then all of a sudden fate, like, nearly died, basically, uh, and had to to get out of her dress from Bobby. Now, Bobby was a highlight for me this week. I really enjoyed Bobby coming down the stairs saying, man coming in. I don't know why that tickled me beyond <laughs> when he said that. I can't explain why. Sean has heard that a few times. Wink. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> not for a while, though. They're not together anymore. Um, no, yes. I mean, for a start off, can we just briefly discuss the bathroom in uh, in the rest, in, in Wolford East? Because those stairs do not yeah. look do not look safe. They are the worst curly-whirly stairs I've ever seen in my life. And if you... When I go to a restaurant, Alex, you know, a few bottles of wine tend to be consumed. You know, if you're having a nice meal out, you know, uh-huh. I dread to think how many people have tumbled down Wolfordy's bathroom stairs if that's how they have to get to the loo. That is not... that They are steep, they are unsafe, and if you're wearing high heels, you're going to well, die if you fall over, fall over <laughs> on them. How does... Like, I don't know what... Well, we haven't seen those toilets. No, we haven't, have we? We haven't it's seen those toilets sort of since area. Tina. No, since Tina slept with one of the waitresses. So a very long time oh ago. Oh, my God. About three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a long, long time yeah. ago. But, yeah. but, but what I always worry about with those toilets, and I remember having the same concern when we first saw them, is the fact that there's no kind of yes. door or anything. And they seem to be like like anyone could just kind of walk in. And not everyone will have the same kind of like modesty as Bobby as saying, like, man coming in or anything like that. You know, so... And, and also, yes. I don't want to sound crude here, but also what if you, like, pass something and it's a little oh, bit not very nice... And it kind of the smell kind so of comes up into the restaurant. Floor, I can't Alex. think that's very hygienic so either, is it? Only you, only your they... brain would go straight would go you straight know. to that. All I was thinking of was the safety <laughs> of the steps. You had to then take it down the toilet cube. <laughs> all right, I, it wasn't what I was thinking. Anyway, regardless of all of that, Just you can explain to me about the cling film. It feels like it's a, no. It's, well, oh, yeah, the cling fair film. Enough. But you can explain to right. yeah. Explain, right. explain to me why why Janine and he died. I don't understand what was going on with the cling right. film. What exactly is wrapping yourself in cling film? other than the corset effect, supposed to achieve. I think she hyperventilated because she had wrapped herself in so much cling film around her body that her body wasn't able to sweat and she was getting hotter. 
and the restaurant obviously was must have been very hot and she was drinking alcohol as well so that couldn't have been any better and so she was kind of that that's what so that's what happened so she hyperventilated and that caused her to pass out and I, I think bobby thought she was going to die just because she'd passed out in front of him so he had a, he had a bit of a panic attack of his own well, apparently, I was looking online about this, right? And I don't know if you can help me with any of the logic of this, but apparently this is a thing to wrap yourself in cling film because you are sort of sweating so much because it sort of, it's sort of, because, because of the exact thing, the, the sweat. I, I, I don't understand how any of this works, but apparently, like, if you wrap yourself in cling film, it's a bit like sort of, like, inst- like instantly you can lose inches off yourself, like, through weight because you're sweating that much yes. that you instantly will lose about two yes. pounds or something. But it's not a safe thing to do, as Janine so beautifully demonstrated. But yeah, I, I wasn't aware of yeah, any of this. Yeah. I think it's worth thinking about. I might. I, it's it's, I might a, it's an old this. wives' tale. It doesn't. I've never heard of this. But I no, might, it doesn't work. Well. well, it doesn't work. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I'm see. sorry. We'll see. I'm sorry to, to to drop this bombshell on you, Rob. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And anyway, this has been going on for years. Have you ever seen the film The Full Monty? And the guy who yeah. the larger guy who has to strip out off he. Don't you remember the scene when he's in the shed, the potting shed, and he's putting this cling film around his stomach, oh, yeah, thinking that was going to yeah, thin yeah. him off because he was embarrassed by his... See? Uh, there you go. Tale as time. Go. True as it can be. <laughs> um, anyway, so all of this happens. Obviously, uh, it's the it's the court case uh, for uh, Janine and Scarlett this week, finally. We're, we've gone back to uh, this, the whole story yes. of uh, where Scarlett's going to be living. And eventually... We get to uh, court. Even Janine now, forgot about Scarlett. Even Janine forgot about Scarlett. You know, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so everything that's been going on with Kat, um, I think the I think the Scarlett basically kind of got under the impression that right. Well, I'm clearly in the way here. She could see that Tommy's kicking off. She could see how much pressure Kat's under because she's an intelligent. She's not a stupid girl. She's quite bright, or I thought so. We'll move on. We'll move on to why Scarlett might not be so bright in a moment. But um, you know, and she's sort of thinking, right. Well, I'm clearly in the way here. So um, she kind of gets Kat to change her statement and Janine is taken completely by surprise when she actually receives quite a fairly positive response from a positive statement uh, about her from Kat, who's obviously not at the court because she has to deal with Tom who's run away in the puff. Um, And Scarlett is basically handed back over to Janine's care. And Janine uh, says to her, right, they get back to the square and Janine says, right, you can stay at Cats tonight. Just go back and sort yourself out at Cats and we will make a plan from there. And Scarlett goes, yes, mummy, fantastic, and, and runs off. Because Janine had been planning to move to Australia for all this week because of everything that was going on with Mick. And she, But then, then her and Mick had an honest conversation about Mick's past and Janine was like, right, it's fine. I'm going to be a mature human being for the first time in my life. And I'm going to stay here and everything's going to be fine. So, Janine... <laughs> Janine and Mick uh, go out to celebrate, cling filmless, and the uh, yes, so they go out. Yes, and it's and then Scarlett decides, right? Okay, I need to go. To, I need to go. I need to go to Mum's now, right now, because Cat's clearly struggling. I need to leave right now. So she rings Janine. Janine doesn't answer because she's in the restaurant. And then Scarlett goes across and stands outside the house that Janine is living in, and just knocks on the door. No one's there. And it's pouring down with rain. So instead of Instead of sort of... This doesn't feel like it was Janine's fault. Am I sort of seeing this wrong? It does not feel like this was Janine's fault at all. It's weird, isn't it? Because, like, Janine said for Lamb Chop to come over to the house as soon as she was ready and then ended up in the restaurant having drinks with Mick. And also, there was a light on where uh, where Janine is staying. So I'm sure Sonia is there. And I know Sonia was a bit put off the fact that she had her birthday and Janine had stolen some cake because she gave it to Mick to celebrate Tina's birthday, which I didn't know Sonia was, was probably the same unconscious. Day. I mean, she, that's true. That's true. Sonia might not have been conscious. But she had that giant badge. Yeah. 
Yeah, she, Sonia was a conscious pistol <laughs> fighter, so she didn't hear a thing. Um, and Scarlet was standing outside with them in the pouring rain, sort of feeling all you know, unwanted, like, oh, mum's decided, you know, and feeling really sad and scared. Now, th- well, that was the impression that the sort of the Duff Duff was supposed to give on Friday, except that I didn't think that it really warranted it, because it felt that Janina said, Janina said to her, right, you go back to Cats, and then we will make a plan as to when you're coming across. I don't think Janine instantly thought, right, I've won, now for me to go and go and get, you know, and get drunk with Mick and, and celebrate, and then I'll pick up Scarlet, and then I'll deal with Scarlet whenever. I thought that she basically said, like, they arranged with Scarlet, right, we will pick this up later. So I don't think Janine really did anything wrong. But the impression was that there was supposed to be some sort of sad twist where Scarlet was left out in the cold by evil Janine, and I don't think it came across that way. Well, I feel I feel like Janine was meant to remember that Scarlet was coming over, and I think that the idea was that Janine had forgotten. I think that was it. But then I think that Scarlet had left earlier than she maybe had, or Janine had first anticipated her leaving because the argument between Kat and Tommy. So maybe she felt a bit awkward and then thought, right, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go see my mum. But, you know, at the same time, it's not like Scarlet knowing that, well, drunk, drunk, uh, <laughs> I forget her name already. Nat Cass. The judge, the, well, <laughs> it wasn't exactly that. It wasn't Sonia. exactly that. Drunk Sonia wasn't like answering the door, you know, or anything like that. She could have gone back to Cat's house, and it would have all been fine. So yeah, the, the kind of peril oh, was yeah. really there. And well, she could have gone to the pub. There was options. She didn't have. There are options. Yeah, there she are didn't options. Have to stand outside in the pouring rain. She could have been mm-hmm. fine. And a lot yeah. of the duftuffs this week, did you not find a lot of the duftuffs this week felt like very much false peril? It's like when Janine said on like on Tuesday or Monday on the duftuff well, when she said, I well, I'm going yeah. to Australia then. And it was like, no, you're not. <laughs> what a cliffhanger. And we're like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, love. No. Yeah, it was no. a, but exciting things happened this week, I thought. Um, I think it was Lily. I think Lily got her first duftuff on Monday. It might have been last week Lily got a duftuff. But either way, Lily's got, uh, got her first duftuff. Oh, duff yeah, duff. Lily. I think it was this week. Yeah, what's uh, this week? Because she talked Lily to... Got, um... Yeah, but Lily got her first duff duff on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, she was overhearing the conversation about, about Jean and, uh, and, you know, and sort and of learning about And she talked to Shirley. Herself. She talked to um, Shirley. And then... St- and then yes, which... Oh, well, I loved that scene, actually. Yeah, we, f- we forgot to mention that earlier. Yeah. Like, yeah, really liked that scene between Lily and, Lily and Shirley. That was lovely. Um, and and then Scarlett got her first duff duff on, on Thursday's episode. So it's like the kids are, are kind of getting all their little moments in the sun now. Tommy's had a duff duff, Scarlett's had a duff duff, now Lily's had a duff duff. So yes. I, I like this. The kids sort of becoming proper institutionalised inside the square with all their duff duff. It's lovely. Um, so, I mean, what, the, what, what where does this go from here then? Does it, like, Scarlett now, go, is, I think, is Kat now going to go, oh, well, you, you've ruined your chance. And now, no, you can't. And then we're just going to be back to where we started with... Scarlet living at the Slaters. Is that what's going to happen now? I don't think Kat's got... No, no disrespect to Kat, because she's got her own problems now. I mean, Kat's got so many problems right now. And I don't think she's really got time to look after Scarlet anymore. Yeah. She's got... Yeah, she's got far too much on her plate. Um, so I don't think there's time for her anymore. So I just think that now it's a, it's kind of like a what does Janine do now kind of situation. But I fear... I fear, yeah. I have to be honest with you, that it's Janine is going to get wrapped up by Monday and Janine's going to kind of be like, oh, I'm sorry, Scarlet, I shouldn't have done that. And then it's going to be another two or three months where we don't see Scarlet and Janine forgets about her again. But but now she's living with Janine. It's fine. I hope not too, because you saying about like, like all the kids are getting their duff-duffs, you know, all the younger cast. It's so exciting seeing younger cast and also a really strong younger cast. Like Lily is tremendous, as we've said. We, we didn't talk about it, but the Shirley and Lily scene was tremendous. Oh, wow. Um, and I love Scarlet. 
Like, I, I, when I always imagined Janine coming back with Scarlet, genuinely, and I'm not even trying to sound big-headed here when I say this, and it sounds big-headed, but I don't mean it to be. Like, I, Scarlet is exactly as I would have written her. That's exactly what I've always wanted Scarlet to be. I always imagined it to be sort of like, you know, absolutely fabulous. Um, sort of with Adina and Safi. Um, and, you know, and, and Safi, um, Scarlet is literally Safi, isn't she? With, like, glasses and, like, obsessed with schoolwork and not a bad bone in her body, not an insane bone in her body. And then you've got someone like Janine as a mother. Because it would have been so easy to bring, um, to make, to make Janine... Janine's daughter, like, just a carbon copy of her and make her an insane little child. Make her a new yeah. dotty, basically. And that didn't happen. And Scarlet is literally the most innocent, sweet girl um, who likes, you know, who likes going to school and likes reading and likes learning about stuff and likes making crystals at school and all yeah. that lovely stuff. I love Scarlet so much. So I really want them to build on this and I really want them to build on the whole Scarlet and Janine relationship because I think Scarlet's going to be a fascinating character growing up. Once yep. Walford has... Like once she once she has been Walfordized, you know, mm-hmm. and the stuff that happens on living in Albert Square starts affecting her, as well as having Janine as a mother. Oh, I, I, the, the future is bright for young Scarlet. I tell you mm-hmm. now, she, she is a very she. I, I think Scarlet Butcher is possibly the kid that I'm most excited to watch growing up. Yeah, because there's yeah. so much potential there for us to have such a fascinating character with so many different layers to her and so much um, outside influence to sort of sort of grow her into a really unique character, I hope. So, Hopefully. I yeah. hope they don't... Tabitha Brown. Don't... Welcome, yes. young lady. We love you. <laughs> I, I hope they don't Peter Beal her and do what they've done with the current Peter Beal and turn him turn, like, like 180 and did a Ian Beal on him. I hope they don't do that. But I just love that... <laughs> but I, I just... I just, I love that there's such a lovely young cast and, um, and they're all growing up together. They're all very similar ages and it just feels like in... Give it a year for them to kind of grow and blossom. And just get, I don't mind that they're just in and out every now and then, but give it a year for them to kind of blossom and grow. There's, there's potential there for them to have then, st- like, st- storylines are centric around this friendship group of kids that live in Walford. Like what we used to have with Michelle, yeah. Sharon and Ian. Yes. And, um, you know, and yeah. then we had it in the 90s yeah. as well. Which is what the show's lacked in such mm. a long time. And um, seeing, like, so many popular... Jada... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And seeing so many popular kind of like teen or young, what they call them, tweens uh, shows now becoming like hugely popular now on Netflix and on, on television. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say it, Heartstopper. I love, love Heartstopper. It's fantastic. And if they did, if they did a, a recreation of Heartstopper on, oh, that face said it. If they did a recreation of Heartstopper on EastEnders, I'd just be fine with it. I don't care. Plagiarise it all you like. I'm Go for it. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's what I'd like. I'm to too see. cynical for that show. It's, uh, oh, it's really? it, look, it looks too sickly sweet for me. That oh, show. it's so yeah, lovely. It, 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 everyone's cut. Oh, people keep people keep posting like, oh, oh, this was my heartstopper moment. I've never had a heartstopper moment, so I wouldn't know. So I can't oh. watch that show. It would depress me too much because I'm not in a heartstopping. I'm not in a heartstopper mode at the moment, so okay. I'd, I'd, I'd hate them. <laughs> right. Well, that that opened a wound that uh, <laughs> it was unexpected. <laughs> But anyway, that was that was this week's EastEnders. And, um, you know, as Rob said, let us know what you thought with the details at the end of the show. However, we do have some time. So uh, we had an email in this week and Rob and I are going to discuss it now on I Ain't Want to Gossip. And you know me, I ain't want to gossip. 
Right, so this is the part of the show where we read out your comments on our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook group and our email. As I say, all the details will be at the end of the show. However, we got an email this week from Dan Wilson. Thank you, Dan, for your email. And it reads, hi, Alex and Rob. Hiya. I'm so glad to have discovered your podcast a few months ago and be able to listen to the opinions of people that are as passionate about EastEnders as I am. Mm. I even have a Dot Cotton slash Branning mug at work. God, I'm jealous of that. Huh? Yeah, oh, but you've like. got a calendar, yes. Call me. <laughs> That's my um, I wanted moment. to say a couple of things in relation to Gene's storyline this week, as well as the forthcoming Ben plot. Rob was spot on about the effects. They weren't over the top and they certainly didn't need to be. After watching Thursday's episode, I went on YouTube and rewatched clips of the 2005 episode where Stacy goes to visit Gene. We met her for the very first time and immediately Gillian Wright was spellbounding. What happened to Gina Stacy this week was the yes. latest in a 16 plus year history of both of their struggles with bipolar disorder, a struggle that will come uh, continue forward and that will continue to be played so incredibly by two phenomenal actresses. Yep, very true. Quite right. uh, my only problem is that being a fan of the 80s music is that now my love for the first picture of you by the Lotus Eaters will forever be tainted by the vision of Gene walking into the sea and everything going black. <laughs> <laughs> so, fair. Regarding Ben and the appalling trauma that lies ahead for him, Max Bowden is another wonderful actor. We know full well that he will play the storyline so devastatingly beautifully and that despite the horror of it all, watching such a great actor really getting his teeth into something is a delight, as juxtaposed as this seems given the context of what he'll be acting out. Balum needs to be sorted out one way or another though, either make something concrete or of their relationship or be done with it for good. As a gay man myself, I have been getting quite insulted by the way the relationship has been at times. Why does a couple considering a threesome have to be gay? I felt it Im- implied that gay couples are more superficial than straight ones and less willing to commit to each other. Um, so, yeah. So I, I hope you don't mind, Dan, but I did edit your email down a little bit there. But a few points there. So going back then to last week with Gene's story, um, he very much enjoyed it. And I think we kind of said it, we enjoyed yeah. it too. Maybe a few points were a bit different to others. Uh, but um, yeah, did, you know, Gillian Wright. Did you, this we forget about this history, don't we, between Jean and Stacy, and they yeah. had this, you know, this long arc between them. Yeah, and it it just sort of feel like that, that. That I think is why I enjoyed the the Jean story so much compared to the cancer stuff. And the cancer stuff did have its positives. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't say that the whole cancer stuff was a bit of a. I for me, the cancer story kind of fell away after we found she found that sort of lump, and then didn't know whether she had cancer for ten whole months. That was where things started to go a bit wrong with that story. But up until then, you know, with the whole Daniel stuff, that story was great. However, um, this bipolar thing, as you know, Daniel so succinctly put in that email, um, was um, a continuation of stuff that we've seen with Gene and Stacey. That has always been, um, and not even G- just Gene and Stacey, but Sean as well. You know, that's clearly a thing that the three of them have really sort of battled with over the years. And... Uh, it was, you know, it's nice to sort of have Sean poke his head in into the story at one point, but you sort of have to think, remember that when Stacy first came in and when Jean first came in, you realised just how much Stacy had, had been forced to grow up uh, before she was ready because of Jean's bipolar and how Jean reacts to the bipolar, and then learning that she had it herself. So yeah, I I really really enjoyed it, and I liked the sort of um, the callbacks, the sort of scenes between Jean and Stacy. There was a moment where um, I think Stacy said, "Do you remember like?" forcing my head in front of the mirror and forcing me to look at myself. And that was a scene uh, in the uh, in the early moments, of, in the early scenes of Stacey discovering that she yeah. had it. There was an actual scene, so it was Fantastic a nice throwback, throwback to that. So, yeah, I, 
Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. The the Gene Bipolar storyline was bloody marvellous. Um, and it's and it's not quite over. Obviously, um, Gene and Stacey have got a way to go before uh, the relationship goes back to normal again. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, so, like Daniel, mm. you can uh, get in touch with us uh, and email us with any of your thoughts. Please feel free to throw us an email at any time because we love hearing from you. And you can do that by contacting us on Twitter and Instagram at Walford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Walford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe and click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast sites. You can email us at robwolfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com. Right. Right. How does this work? So I've, got to just, I've just got to wrap it round myself and then... Yes, yeah. Put it around, put it around your head. How does it work? You'll be fine. Wrap it around put it, myself. Put it, put it around, no, put it around your head. Right, yeah. And yeah, yeah, right. that's it. That's it. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do that, do that. And you'll sweat yeah. it all out and of you. And you'll be a just, spelt. And then just continue to... Yeah. yeah. So, by the time you come back next week... I will be as skinny as Alex. Can't wait for that. So, uh, <laughs> so until then, it's goodbye from me. I sincerely hope people are watching this on YouTube right now because you're watching a madman cling film himself. And it's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I feel like we should have the Blue Peter theme ending. It's like you've just made Tracy Island. <laughs>